Jesus, we do give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor. We thank you for giving us another opportunity to come into your house. We thank you for being able to come to Clem School of Ministry and be taught and hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto us. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise for what you have done, are doing, and going to do. God, it's not us. It's all about you. You get the credit, you get the glory, and you get the honor. And Daddy, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, right now, in the name of Jesus, you are a teacher. You are a paraclete. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, bring back to remembrance everything that you have taught me concerning this teaching. Daddy, right now, in the name of Jesus, as I open up my mouth, Father, right now, you will speak for me and through me. And Daddy, I thank you right now that you shall be glorified. You shall be exalted in this place. In Jesus' name, let all God's people say amen. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. We have been talking about um, 911. What's your emergency? We had talked about the um, the plagues and all the plagues that the children of the Egyptians experienced where God used uh, Moses to show forth who he was. And we just thank and we praise the Lord for that. But how many of you know you can hear somebody say that they have had an experience with God. And if they don't really know God for themselves, they have a head knowledge of who he is. But when you've had an experience with God, an encounter with him, an intimate relationship with him, just like Moses, you're going to be able to show forth who he is. And God is going to show up and show out, not because you're trying to be seen, not because you're trying to um, be heard, but because you genuinely in your heart love him for who he is to you. Moses had an intimate relationship with the Lord. So when the Lord began to speak to speak to Moses and commune with him on that mountain, Moses was able to go and communicate to Aaron what he wanted the Lord to do. And when they went to Pharaoh, demonstration followed. Moses had a relationship. Moses had an intimate experience with the Lord. He knew him for himself. And y'all know we've been um, talking about on Sundays, how well do you know him? That kind of ties into what we've been getting uh, in Clem as well. Because I had to ask myself, how well do I know him? And that's something for us to really think about. How well do you know him? What kind of experience have you had with him? Because when you have a friend that you love and it's somebody that you're close to and y'all are real, real close and y'all got that intimate relationship, you all the time want to call them. You all the time want to be on the phone with them. You all the time want to be in their presence. And that's good. But ain't nothing like spending time being intimate with the Lord Jesus Christ and having experience for yourself. If you're in the word of God and you've had an experience with him and you've experienced him as being a healer, 
and you have spent that time with him. So when you are talking to people, you're making known who he is. You're not trying to do it, but just because he's in you and you and him and you've had that experience with him, when you open up your mouth, the Holy Spirit is going to help you to make Jesus be known to them that he's a healer. I was sick, and I didn't have to call no doctor. I was sick, and I didn't have to have nobody lay hands on me. But because I had that experience with him as being Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, he was the one that touched my mind. He was the one that touched my body. And you will begin to show forth and make him known to others. And that way they will become to know Jesus. Amen. Talking about the plagues and Moses. That was how Moses was able to go before Pharaoh and be able to stand before him and tell him what the Lord said. It was never Moses, but it was God using Moses to show forth who he is and make himself known. Amen. And then we talked about um, Noah. And how God used um, Noah to, um, you know, um, build the um, ark for the flood that was coming. And I'm sure that the people in that day had to think that Noah was a straight lunatic. They did. They thought that he was crazy, that something was wrong with him. But Noah did not care. Noah was the one, he was the instrument, he was the vessel that God was using to build that ark. And even though I'm sure his wife, his family, they may have uh, been coming up against him and telling him, you know, you know, why are you doing this? It ain't rain. Why you why you building this ark? But you know what? He didn't let that stop him. He went on ahead and did what God told him to do. God gave him a little bit at a time more and more. And as he spent that time with him, God began to speak to him and tell him what was needed to build that ark. And Noah built that ark with the help of the Holy Spirit. There was no way that that mere man, a human, could have built that ark on his own. It had to be God in Noah. So God used Noah to show forth who he was. Noah had an experience with God. And so I bet you they wasn't thinking that he was crazy when it started raining. And God told uh, Noah to take his family and to everything and go into that ark. I bet you they wasn't thinking he was crazy then. I bet they was wishing that they had to listen to him and they had to went on along with him. Sometimes God will give our leaders stuff that they're not giving us. And God will tell the leader, sometimes God won't tell the leader to say nothing. Just keep it to themselves. But then God will tell that leader to speak forth something. Sometimes it might not be everybody. It might just be a few of them. And he speak forth and he tell them what he want them to do. Because he want to make himself known. And a lot of times we look at people and we want to get jealous because maybe God is using them in a special way. And you feel like he ain't using you. You know what? It's not about being seen. It's not about being heard. It ain't about making a name or a title for yourself. But it's all about Jesus. 
And Jesus uses whomever he want to use, whenever he want to use them. It's not on us. It's not about us. It's all about him. And we just have to yield to what the Holy Spirit want to do. Amen. I want to tell y'all, um, before I started coming to um, Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, I was in a Bible teaching ministry, and the Lord was already dealing with me about my season was up in the ministry. So I was kind of bothered about the fact that I didn't know where I was going to go to be taught, to be continually taught about the Word of God. Because I knew the area that I was from, and I knew what kind of churches were there. And I had decided that I wasn't going to go to church, that I was just going to stay home because I didn't want to be a part of foolishness. I wanted to be a part of a church that teach the unadulterated word of God and where the Holy Spirit had free course to be who he is. So I didn't vi- visit a whole lot of churches. I might have visited like one or two churches. I went in and I went right back out. But y'all, I went to a, a, a funeral. Somebody... One of my in-laws, somebody in their family had passed away, and we went, and I don't even know what the preacher was talking about, but we went. And the thing that touched me the most is when they got ready to close out, the preacher began to ask people if they wanted to come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And he waited, but nobody got up. So, but anyway, I started praying and then he went on out and he prayed and he closed the service out. So anyway, after the service was over, I felt led to go to my cousin-in-law and I asked her, I said, did you just give Jesus your heart? And she said, yeah. I said, you made him your personal Lord and Savior. You invited him in. And she said, yeah. I said, well, if you did, I said, go tell somebody. So I left. I gave her my phone number because we ain't never really had no, you know, tight connection. But I gave her my number. I said, call me. Okay. That was uh, one week. The following week, I was traveling from here, from Wallace to, um, to Raleigh to go to church. Because that's where our pastor was at the time, and we were going. Getting up early on time, being there and everything. And so she called me on a Saturday, Saturday night. Matter of fact, it was about 1 o'clock she called me. And um, she said, uh, Gloria. And we started talking. And we started talking about the Lord and all the great things the Lord was doing. And, y'all, we ended up being on that phone about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I know that she had an experience with God. And so she began to tell me that she had went to church with somebody she worked with. They invited her to church. And she told me, she said, Gloria, this woman told me everything I ever did. She said, I ain't know that woman. She said, she told me everything I ever did. And we still begin to talk and, you know, glorify and give God glory and honor and praise. Y'all, the reason I'm telling y'all this, she was a crack. She was addicted to crack. She lost her house. She lost her job. 
She was a, um, a supervisor. She lost her job. She lost her car. She lost everything. Family gave up on her. But she told me she had an experience with the Lord. Hallelujah. And she said that um, she went. The lady told her everything she ever did. And you know what? She had the nerve to ask me. She said, do you want to go to church with me tomorrow? I said, well, look at him. I'm already obligated. I got stuff to do. And um, I'm not going to be able to make it. That's what I told her. So, y'all, I got off the phone with her. That morning, my pastor at that time called. And he said, well, uh, y'all not going to have to come today because the weather is late. Y'all, I got back in that bed. I was going to get me some sweet, sweet sleep. Lord Jesus, y'all, let me tell you about Jesus. Y'all, I fell back to sleep. And just like I'm looking at you, Jennifer, the Lord began to show me an open vision. And he showed me an open vision of this lady laying hands on me. I said, I don't know that lady. And you know, the, the, the enemy will play tricks on your mind. So, but I got it together. And I called her. And I said, look, I'm going to church with you. I said, uh, I'm going to come and pick you up. Because she had already told me where the church was. I'm going to come and I'm going to pick you up. And I said, if you ain't ready, I'm going to leave you. And y'all, we got on I-40. I had that rodeo then. That rodeo used to be in the wind. <laughs> But I had that rodeo, y'all, on I-40. We got on I-40. I don't know how we got here. All I know, it was the Holy Spirit that helped us get here. Because the only way I could explain that experience in that car, it's like my vehicle was suspended in midair, and we just got here. And so when we got here, that Sunday, I had never been here. I ain't know nobody from Miracle Temple. I, you know, I, I, I didn't know, but I'm telling you, hallelujah. When I walked in the door, y'all, the minute I walked in the door, the Holy Spirit said, this is your home. Hallelujah. I knew right there that this was going to be the place God wanted me. I ain't tell nobody nothing, but y'all. God, I came on in, and I sat down, and I began to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord had given apostle. I ain't even know a name, but what the Spirit of the Lord had given her, and this is what I said, for real, in my mind. I'm going to see if she's teaching the Word. I'm going to see, because I followed her alone. I ain't missed not near scripture, and neither did the Holy Spirit in her. I closed that Bible. I said, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And just like God gave me that open vision. Baby, come here. And God fulfilled what he was going to say, what he had to say. I experienced him laid hands on me and began to speak forth what the Spirit of the Lord had for me on that day. Still talking about 
911, what's your emergency? Noah, Moses, all of them boys had an intimate relationship with God. And we can look and we can go back and we can read it, but we can have the same experience because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that makes the word of God so alive to you that when you go in it and you want Jesus with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, you get in it and you start spending time with him, you don't want to come out of it. You don't want to come out of it. Somebody texts me today talking about what you going to eat? What you going to eat for dinner? I said, what am I going to eat for dinner? I said, he's the bread of life. The Bible says that men shall not um, live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I want some more bread. I need some more manna from heaven. And the only way we can do it is by spending quality time in his word and having experience with him. You know, God ain't just bringing this word for us just to be bringing it. He's doing it for a reason. He want us to be able to experience him so that we could go back out these doors and make him known to others that don't know him. People are so worried and messed up about the pandemic. They don't know nothing else. It's the pandemic. It's the election. It's everything. And they are not thinking. They don't know that Jesus is coming back. Look, turn your Bibles to um, Matthew 24. We're going to start at uh, 37. The Bible says... But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The Bible says that just like in the days of Noah, people will be given in marriage that they won't even know what happened to them. Some of them won't know that Jesus is coming, that he's going to appear within a twinkling of an eye. They don't know. They don't have no idea. But God allowed all of us to come in here and be able to get the word and then be able to go home and have an intimate relationship with him so that we can have an experience of our own. So that we can go out and decree and declare his word and make known who he is. You don't try to have to go out of your way to try to find nobody to minister to. Y'all, back in the day, I used to ask them, are you saved? Are you saved? Are you saved? Are you born again? And the Holy Spirit had to do a work in me. And the Holy Spirit, when you yield to him, he'll use you for who you are. You don't have to try to be like nobody else. You may be the most timid person in the room. 
But the Bible says the righteous is as bold as lions. And when you begin to go before people because you have had that experience, you may outwardly look like you timid. But when you begin to open up your mouth, they're going to know that you've been with the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. And Jesus is going to use you to make himself known to people. They don't know. They don't have no idea that Jesus is coming. But we do. And we leave here every Tuesday and Sunday getting this good word that we getting here at Miracle Temple. It's on us to take it and do what God is telling us to do. Hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. It's not about us no more. It's all about him. The plagues. The way God used Moses in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. And some people might read that and not even believe it. Some believe in some, oh yeah, I see the movie on TV where Moses uh, parted the Red Sea. That ain't real. The devil is a liar. But God could use you. And he could use you to manifest. He's using you as the vessel, but he's going to be the one doing the manifestation and open and do a Red Sea miracle in somebody's life that didn't believe. And they'll be just like the Samaritan woman. When Jesus was ministering to her and telling her that she had five husbands and the one she's with now is not her husband, that woman went away telling them, come see a man that told me everything I ever did. Glory. Hallelujah. And she went. And she didn't. Y'all know what? Jesus didn't spend no long time with her. But Jesus told her what she needed. Jesus taught her in that short time who he was. And y'all, she went away. Y'all, you know what? She had an evangelistic anointing on her. She went away. She did. She did. She went away and she went. And she began to speak to the people and she began to tell them everything that Jesus had told her. And they came and they came to see Jesus. And when they got there and Jesus had spent them two days with them, they said they didn't believe anymore because of what she said. They believed because they experienced them for themselves. But God had to use somebody. He used her. To go get them. And then they came forth. And they said, hey, I don't need you no more. I love you and I thank God for you. You know, I thank God for you. But I know him for myself now. And they began to experience God. And I'm sure there were some of them that was fired up like she was. And they went back to their communities and wherever they went, y'all. And they began to proclaim and decree and declare who Jesus was. Y'all, woo, hallelujah. We serve that same God. That same God. Hallelujah. And just like, um, Lord, I just thank God for apostle and the ministry. I thank God for what we're getting here at uh, Miracle Temple. But um, you remember um, Jesus had um, those 12 disciples that walked close with him but Jesus had a lot of disciples but it was the 12 that walked closely to him those 12 Jesus taught them about him so when he went away to be with the father 
they would do what Jesus taught them to do. Disciples, learners of Christ, pupils, one taught of God. And so they went, um, Jesus taught them, and then they couldn't do nothing until the Holy Spirit came on them. And then the Holy Spirit came up on them, and they were gathered together in this one place, and they began to speak in tongues, and the people that were out there heard a noise. And y'all, when they heard that noise, and they were in there gathered in one place, the Bible says that every one of them was speaking in the folks' language that was out there about Jesus Christ and the gospel and who he was. And those disciples went out and began to make Jesus known everywhere they went. Because they had that experience with God, everywhere they went, they made him known. And the Bible says in Acts 17, turn there, Acts 17. We're going to start at 6. Give me a minute. Okay. Okay, let's start at um Okay, let's start at three, seventeen three. Opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead. And that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believe and consorted with Paul and Silas and of devout Greeks, a great multitude and of the chief, chief women, not a few. But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort and gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they threw Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, these that have turned the world upside down, upside down, are come hither also. So, them disciples, because they had that relationship and that experience with Jesus. They said, the Bible says that they turned the world upside down, and now they have come hither. And they turned it upside down, not because of them, but they wanted to make Christ known to the people that they were ministering to. And y'all, they wanted to lock them up. They locked up Jason, and I was reading one time, Jason had to pay a bail to get out. And he paid that bail, and he got out. But the Bible says that they turned the world upside down for Jesus. We can do the same thing because of him and not because of us. Christ, the anointed one that lives on the inside of us. Amen? It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. Amen. And we give God glory and honor and praise for who he is. And we thank God for what he's doing because God is doing just what he want to do in this day and this time. And he's God alone and not man. Amen. Okay. At this time, 
we're going to ask if there's anybody that um, want to share their experience that they have had with the Lord. We don't want nothing that's going to be um, long and drawn out, but we want you to come and we want you to share your experience with the Lord. Is there anyone? Thank you. Um, years and years ago, when I used to go to church, I used to, I never really got to go, you know, know God for who he really was. But I mean, when we used to go to baby, vacation Bible school, I used to love to go because we would play softball at the church and then we would go back in and turn out. That's why I would go. But one time in one of our Sunday school, I mean, one of our sessions, because it was Monday through Friday, I never forget, Miss Annie Lee, she taught on Psalms 119, Psalms 91, I'm sorry. And she was saying <clears throat> she just couldn't move from he who dwells in the secret place. And I kept saying to myself, secret place? What secret place is she talking about? I was about 12. Yeah, probably about 12, 11 or 12. But every day we would go to Bible study from Monday to Friday when it ended. She started off, he who dwells in the secret place. Shall that was Monday. Then Tuesday she went to the other. Then Wednesday she went to, but she never got to the end. She just got to that first part. She would never move. Only thing that stayed with her was he who dwells in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide under. Anyhow, I'm getting nervous, y'all. I don't supposed to be nervous, but I am. But. That scripture always stuck with me because the way she broke it down with me, she was with the class. She was saying, everywhere we go, God's angels is camped around us. Every step you make, God's angels is right behind you. I don't care. They want in the front. They want on the side, this side, the back side. God's angels is always capped around you. All you got to do is believe in God and he'll have his angels protecting you at all times. That's what she would tell us. And that's why that's my favorite Psalms because it stuck with me from when I was 12 years old. And then when I really, really, truly got to know Psalms 91 was in here. And... I had an experience one day with God. And all that week, God had told me, you cannot have an experience with me until you get to know me. And I said, God, I know you. I know you. That's what I would say. And I said, one time on a Saturday, I just sat down and I pondered on that Psalms. And I ponders on that Psalms. And I was singing yes and pondering on that Psalms. And I said, God, I really want to get to know you. I don't know you like I should know you. I know you like Denise want to know you. I don't know you like you want me to know you. 
I said, God, I want to see the angels. I mean, it was that. It was just a peace in the house. Willie was gone. They want nothing but me and my dog. I mean, it was just a peace. And I was just walking through the house and I was singing. I was rejoicing. I was singing, yes. And I said, God, I want to get to know you. Then I run back in there and read a little bit more of that Psalms. And I go back in the bathroom and start cleaning and singing. Oh, my God, I felt like I was light as a feather. They want no cares of the world. It was just me and God. But I missed it. Because he gave me what I asked for. But I let fear come in. Because I heard this bumbling and rumbling in that room where I was worshiping him, where I come out and went to the bathroom to clean it. I was cleaning it. Then I said, what the world is there? What is Carmen doing in there? I went back in there and I said, well, Carmen, it ain't you. I keep hearing something in this house. I walked off through the house. I said, Will, is that you? Is that you? He would, nobody said nothing. By that time, I got back in it again. I got back, started singing and praising God, cleaning my bathroom, sweeping it, and mopping my bathroom floor. And about that time, I heard a big something in that room. In the room where I go and meet God at. And I walked up in there and I said, oh my God. And I ran out hollering, screaming and crying. And the, and the, and the uh, Willie Jean next door. I shouldn't have called his name, but next door. He came. I was out in the highway running over there where he was. He said, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, something in my house. Something in my house. And I was just crying. Left my dog and all. I just come running out. I saw God's angel and I let fear come in to what I asked God for. I asked him, I wanted his experience and he gave it to me. I was in that secret place. I made it to the secret place. I was in his bosom right there in his bosom. And I let fear come in with what I asked him to show me because he showed me an angel. And why would I run from an angel? Because I let the devil come in and fear jumped in because I haven't never experienced his presence. I had never experienced God. You think you experience him, but sometimes you don't. Oh, I've had experiences with God. You better check yourself because when you have an experience with God, I had one the other day. Me. I, I had carried something for years and years. I had to let it go. I had to let it go. When I came here to Miracle Temple, I was on fire for God. I was so thankful and grateful. That's all I could say. I was thankful and grateful. Thankful and grateful. That's all I could say. But I knew that I loved the Lord. But God said, how much do you love me? Can you give up your friends? I gave them up. Can you give up? anything for me. One time I couldn't give Willie up. I turned my back on God because I wanted Willie more than I wanted God. So I went back. But God, was he's married to the backsliders. All they got to do is open up their heart and say, God, I'm sorry. Show me the way. I failed you. I failed you, God. But God, I want to get to know you. I want you to love me because I can't find the love that I want. But I found it. 
And when I found it, I learned how to love me. I learned how to love my husband. I learned how to love people that didn't love me. When you find God's love, that's when you have the experience with him. When you start getting in that word and digging and digging, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. I was there. That's why I had that experience. And the other day, it was all over me. I said, God, he said, how can you love me, a man that you don't see, and you can't love your sister and your brother, someone that you do see, someone that's your sister and your brother in Christ? How do you expect for me to forgive you, and you can't even forgive them? Who do you think you are? You ain't no bad. You ain't nobody. But I walked around and held it. And when I released it, it was so good. I felt so good. I just wept and cried like a baby. I was even at work last night weeping and crying like a baby, telling God, thank you. God, I thank you. I'm so sorry. God, I thank you. Yet what I do, you still love me. He still loves us, y'all. No matter what we do, he still loves us. So that's what we got to do. As we draw not draw nigh to him, he draws nigh to us. And you got to want it. You got to want God. And I want so much of him to sometimes I say, God, help me. I want you. But it's like there's a blocker sometimes that won't let me get to him. But he's there and his angels is camped all around me. And we all have experiences with God. We do, but we got to know that we're having an experience with God. It can be the little things. The little things, the little simple things is what I miss. By opening up my mouth saying something when I shouldn't say it. So he's teaching me how to be quiet. He's molding me and pruning me into the person that he wants me to be, not who the person that Denise wants me and him to be. But now, he have done forgave me, and I want to walk the straight walk. I don't want to walk the crooked walk. When somebody used to hurt me or say something bad to me, I'm getting to the point now, God, I know you love me. And long as I know that you love me, no matter what, God help me to get through it. Because I know you already helped me. I just got to hold on to it and walk through it. I don't have to walk through the valley alone because I know you're going to walk with me. And y'all, I'm telling you, this is a place of restoration, healing, everything that we need. God has laid it out for us. And when you ask God for something, you better mean it and you better know what you're asking for. Because if you don't, you'll mess up like I did the first time. Because I know I was in his bosom. I know I was in Abraham's bosom. I know that I was there. I could feel it all over my house. There was so much energy, so much peace. I called Possum. I called my husband, made my husband so scared. He asked Possum, well, should I go to the house? Leaving me. You see what I'm saying? But y'all, I'm serious. I didn't mean to stay up here too long. But when you open your mouth, God will feel it when he wants his people to know something. 
When he want his people to know, you ain't the only one going through this. She going through it too. But we got to be willing, be a willing vessel to open up our mouth and speak when God tell us to speak. Because if we don't, that person right there could have got saved. Because God is telling you what to say. But sometimes you're so embarrassed about things that you have done and things that you have went through. God is telling you to share. It's not only going to help that person, but it's going to build you up so you can say, "Mm, I let that out, God, so I can walk one more step. And that's what I do now. When God tells me to speak about me, I speak about me. Not only about the bad, but the, not only about the good, but the bad. And when I finish speaking the bad, I tell him about his goodness. He loved me anyway when I was a whore. He loved me anyway when I was stealing. He loved me anyway when I was cussing and blowing people out. My God loved me then because he said it's only begotten son just for me. Cause he said, I can use that girl right there. I can use her. And I always say, God, why am I here? Why do you have me here? Why you got me here? Why you got me doing this stuff in the church? They said I never wouldn't be good enough. But God said, did I say you wouldn't be good enough? So I give him glory. Sorry for uh, staying so long. But this walk, y'all, we got to walk the walk. Because when you open your mouth and speak, you got to speak. And you got to talk and you got to walk when you open your mouth and speak. You got to let the enemy know you have no more authority over me because I am a new child of God and I have a new identity. And Jesus Christ died for all of my sins. And God, the Father and the Holy Spirit, that's who I'm married to. So you have no more. You might come, but I have a word to back you up. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else that want to come and share your experience? If not, then we're going to close out. One of the deacons, we'll let one of the deacons close us out. Brother Tyson, close us out.